We are back with another episode of the Footy LG Pod. I'm here as always with my co-host Tony. What's going on, brother? Not too much. Yourself? How are you doing? Oh, you know, it's another week. I think I've seen now the same post for like the ninth time in the past year and a half of Mbappe's <laughs> finally signed with Real Madrid. Um, you know, I think it comes up at least two to three times every transfer window. It's so mm-hmm. So silly at this point now, I just, you know, I just see and I shake my head and I will not believe anything until I see a signed jersey or something like like a picture of him holding it up at, at the Bernabeu or something like that, you know, like, like, it's is crazy, it, does it actually happen now? I don't know, because it's what, it's a couple hours earlier, I sent you that post of uh, Mbappe repping the new version of the Jordan jersey for PSG. So yeah. I feel like if it was true, they probably wouldn't have posted that picture with him as one of the cover guys. I mean, at this point, like, I agree with you. Until you actually see it, it's just uh, I won't believe it. Yeah. And, uh, you know, for sure tomorrow we're going to see, no, he never agreed, right? So, Yeah, that's it. You know, and they always go back and forth. Like, we've talked about it many times here, how it's been so – this this whole transfer saga with him to Real Madrid has been so drawn out that it's almost like, you know, who gives a shit? anymore yeah. you know what i mean just just either do it or don't do it but stop talking about it moment. and again I, always, I all the blame's falling on mbappe i know it's the media who's blowing this up yeah. and maybe it's not really mbappe's fault but my goodness it is so annoying it's just it's just yeah it's just annoying because it's you know you look at real madrid like they're playing good yeah could they use mbappe of course but it's like it's not like it's a how you say it's not like he's taking a step down. It's a big deal. He's going to Madrid. You know what I mean? Like this is a big move, and it's like, why does it take you so long to make a decision? Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's it's pretty crazy to me. But you know, um, switch. I want to I want to switch things up, Tony. You know, we always talk mm-hmm. Europe first and stuff. Then we talk TFC at the end. We don't have much to talk about TFC, but I w- I want to bring it out now because something big did happen this past week. We've talked about it on the show. It's not really big in the sense of game changing for the club. It's more of a uh motivational big thing you know after years and years of being the heart and soul of this team jonathan osorio was named captain was it the right call tony what do you think yeah i think it's the right call i mean it's a it's a very standard common thing for in the world of footy that the most cap player the most experienced player the player that's been there the longest should be the leader of the team he should be the captain I think in this situation, despite having a guy like Insignia and even Sean Johnson who have captain teams, I think it, Osorio was the perfect fit. I mean, uh, I know in the past when he was younger, I did give him lots of uh, grief give, give grief and slack. But, um, you know, he, he is Toronto through and through. I mean, from when, um, from when we won the championship, he could have easily left to teams in Germany and Italy. But he stuck around, and even during the World Cup year, I mean, he was one of – he was our best player, and uh, he still stuck around. So I think it's uh, – he is Toronto, and I like it. You, you know what? It, it's not just – you know, he, he is a good player. He's had his stretches where he's been a little bit shaky. He's also had his stretches where he's been absolutely brilliant. I mean, in, in that CONCACAF Champions League run, he looked yes. like one of the best players in North America, period. Um, and he's always just solid and he does what he needs to do. And you can see how much he loves this team. I mean, countless times when we won the treble, he was on the ground. He was like inconsolable because he was so happy. Uh, 
uh, nothing it always brings me back to thinking of that interview the a french news outlet before a game in montreal uh where she kind of says you know implying that you guys have had a bad year where montreal's having a good year and he just kind of looks at her and he goes yeah but you know at least we have an mls cup and he runs off like, yeah. like just like the pettiness <laughs> in that feud like he bleeds he bleeds tfc you know he deserves to be the captain my dad who, who absolutely can't stand him because my dad is just that way sometimes he messaged me going they made an awful decision making him captain i said okay who's the captain then my dad goes I don't fucking know. I don't think they have a captain, but he made a better than him. I have to disagree with that so much. I think he, first of all, he is the only choice. Uh, Sean yeah. Johnson played what? Six games last year, seven games, however many it was. Yeah. And he wasn't good then, either. Like, let's not act like he was I mean, a fucking stadium. I, would, I wouldn't put him, I wouldn't put a blame on him. But he was not good. We, we do. We yeah. talked about it on this pod that he made, he had a few good games. He had a few really yeah. disgusting goals uh, allowed on him that he should have saved. So it's not like he was like mm-hmm. our savior for those games. He wasn't. Yeah. And then you got a guy like Insignia who's a captain, you know, he is, he's had that kind of uh, career. You know, that could warrant yeah. you saying, okay, name him captain. But his year and a half with TFC has been very strenuous at best. You know, yeah, so I, you can't I, put it on a guy like that. And other than him, there's nobody else that, to me, you could even think of. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Those those would be the only ones that, if it wasn't Osorio, they would maybe be okay. I mean, the good thing is Osorio's captaincy is very much like how Insignia's was. Yeah. You know, playing second fiddle for most of his career, and then now he's finally going to lead the team. Hopefully it's – um the more uh, more uh, victorious route, but um, you know it's it's I, yeah. I, as much as those two guys, they have the experience. I think there's it, it a no brainer for a story. I mean, the city loves him. The league, the the players love him. I mean, the fans love him, and it's you know one man too. clubs. Yeah, and you know the big thing, one man clubs are very rare nowadays. And he's a Herdman you know? guy. You know, yeah, like he's playing under guy. Herman at the at the uh, in the national team. Like Herman knows what he has with an Osorio. I just yeah. there's no way he didn't get it. Um, the only yeah. person that could have rivaled him is if Richie Larea was still on the team. Then there's a case I think you can make for Richie. Yeah, but, but even then, then, I still say it's Osorio. A thousand percent. Osorio would be the I captain. Think, every... I think Richie Larea would tell you it's Osorio. If, yeah, I agree with that. But I think if you gave it to Richie Laredo, sort would be captain every few games anyway because you would be playing the full season um, <laughs> with suspension. So, no, I, I really like it. I think, you know, it's a good move. It's just it's just a perfect move. Uh, he deserves it. I mean, even the last few years we said Michael Bradley shouldn't be the captain, should have given it to Osorio in the meantime. Yeah. And um, But, no, I think he's going to do – I think this will push him, you know, for me at least, in my eyes, it puts him at the legendary status. I'm like when you think of the Mount Rushmore of TFC, I think Osorio now being named a captain is up there. I I don't see how a guy like a Michael Bradley, who's been our captain longer, but he didn't play for us longer. He's you know, yeah. and he has never been like like I said, we have had this conversation many times before, mm-hmm. where at no point has Michael Bradley been a top two, top three player on TFC. At no point, yeah. Osorio has been the, a top two player. I mean, don't get me wrong; those teams were god awful, but Bradley was on those teams too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. you know what I mean. Um, I, I take Osorio every day over him. I think mm-hmm. he's now moved up into you know top top five territory of Toronto see all time potentially. Yeah, he's there. potentially four. Um, he's there to me. He's there with Jovinko and um, I don't think he's. And, uh, I don't think he's quite there. I think, I think got... Jovinko and Altador are still head and shoulders above everybody else. But he's there. He's in the chest. He's you coming know, up he next. Head and shoulders. Yeah, he's he's there. If he can, if if TFC can somehow 
win an MLS Cup with him as captain, then oh, a hundred percent, you put him up there as a three-headed monster with those two. But um, he's, uh, and I think he's the it's just his attitude. Like you could even see, like in the interview, uh, I mean, the video they posted, just the way he was so composed. You can see his excitement, but the way he handled just talking to his team, and it's good. I like it. I, I, I hope for the best with it. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I'm excited. You know, I said it last week and the week before. Everyone's so down on TFC this season. I think they're going to surprise some people. So I'm I'm getting more excited. But, you know, we're still a few weeks away from even training camps. So let's let's get back into what's well, going next on. Week, next week's the first game, the first uh, friendly match. So Yeah, well, <laughs> who, who are we facing? University of Wake, well, the Wake Forest University or something? Like no, Nash, Nashville FC. Oh yeah, okay. Those don't even yeah. count. Give, talk to me in oh, the I, middle of February, middle to end of February. You're sounding like you're saying like you sound like an Inter Miami fan right now. Oh please, you ever call me that? <laughs> you ever? All right, Tony. I'm um, just saying they're saying their friendly matches don't count either, right? So well, of course, but Messi's playing in them. He's actually playing. It's not like he's on the bench. He's playing, and they look like shit. I, and I said it. Right? I'm on the record saying they're gonna have a bad year. You see his ratings, 4.2 and 4.9. What's that out of? Against us. Is that out of out 5 of or 10? They, no, they rank no 10. Oh, yikes. Each game, yeah. <laughs> Honestly, man, I do strongly feel when you're a player of super high quality and you play in a league that is not quite your quality, it's it's hard to get that motivation to still be good, you know? It's almost like you think, okay, yeah. I can take it easy, but then you taking it easy leads to you not playing well. Yeah, I agree with that. But, I can see that. But you know, it is what it is. We'll see what happens with them this year. Uh, let's let's get back over across the pond and let's talk a little bit about what happened with Real Madrid this past weekend. Um, you you heard the the coach on was it Almeria? Yes. You you saw the coach. He basically said, "I I just wanted to quit." He's like, "I, I just mm-hmm. I just wanted to give up. You know, forfeit the game because we obviously had no chance." Uh, I, I don't disagree with him, but I mean, buddy, buddy needs to relax. Did he really think like they're dead last in La Liga? Yeah. Did he really think that they have a, a, a chance there to upset the Giants on the road? Like they scored too quick early. Okay. Then Bellingham got the PK and then they had the, then, then the whole Vinny goal happened. I mean, Carve Hall in the a hundredth minute is crazy too, but it was a crazy game. I understand their gripes with the refing and kind of some of the calls that are made, but this shit happens every year with the top teams against lower teams. Like yeah. I'm not surprised. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it, the part that was more surprising was just uh, the amount of Barcelona fans um, calling uh, what's it called? Conspiracy on this and everything like that. When they're literally in, in an investigation for paying the VP of uh, the refereeing. So it's, it's crazy. I mean, it's not, like you said, it's not surprising. I mean, Real Madrid, they needed to win that game. Uh, Almeria's season's pretty much done. They're, they're five points from behind Granada, who's in 19. So. Yeah, they're 10, they're 10, I mean, they're yeah. 10 behind the, the being free from relegation. relegation. Yeah. So it's, it's, I mean, it's done for them. And I mean, it's a shame to see. Yeah. But it's just, it's, it's like you said, it's part of the game now. Yeah, it is. I mean, I am tired. I am tired of seeing like the 10, 11 minute uh, extra times when a good team is lo- when a good team is tied or losing. It is annoying, but but they did know, have a lot of that issues is. after that Vinny goal that extends to yeah. the, the, to the time. You know what I mean? I, I, yeah. I at least that. But if I'm again, I'm sad for Almeria, sure, but it, it's whatever. The team that should be pissed, not Barcelona. They're fucking in third place. They're almost what like eight points back of of uh, Madrid, maybe seven points back. 
I mean, they shouldn't be talking. They need to worry about their own thing because they suck. I think they haven't scored up more than one goal in a win in like the past like four or five months or something like that. They need to relax. Yeah. If I'm Girona, I'm pissed because Girona is somehow still at the top of the table. And if Real Madrid ended up tying that game, they would have been a full three points ahead in first place. So, yeah. and that, that makes up for the game that Real Madrid has in hand if they were to do that. So if I was Girona, I'd be pissed. Barcelona has no business being upset. Yeah, no, Barcelona is just, just trying to get their name back in there. I mean, even Xavi made comments but yeah it's how's chavi not fired man the way this team's been performing he's just not been good i know it's it's i mean even today they got they lost in their in cup the, game in the copa del rey so like Bilbao, right so yeah um which Girona actually lost too so now Girona's solely gonna be focused on the league so that'll be interesting um but yeah it's i'm surprised how Xavi's not fired i mean at this point i don't think anyone maybe doesn't want to touch that barcelona job but it's um it's crazy. Yeah, I can't blame him. You know, cannot blame him. Yeah. But it's it's tight. It's tight. But I, I really, you know, I hated Barcelona for so many years during the whole Madrid Barcelona Messi Ronaldo like thing. You know, obviously I was a big Madrid big Ronaldo guy. Um, but now it's just sad. You know, because you see a team yeah. that was once so great, and you see how them doing all all these kind of behind shady deals and stuff. You know, Man City is starting to get in that territory too with all these charges that either are slipping through their fingers or you know, it's things like that. It's just kind of sketchy to me, mm-hmm. but I am excited. Um, I've actually watched a few Barcelona games only because they got a few pork chops on their team now. They look good. Some of them look good, you know, like Jao Felix is looking good. Cancelo still has it. Uh, it. It's I hate it because I used to hate them so much, but they've been a team that I've kind of caught myself enjoying a few of their games. But this whole issue that they have in their back, you're right. It's it's just such a mess over there. Yeah. Um, they can't really buy and, anyone. They need to sell people. Like, it's crazy. And you get players like Jao Felix and even Lewandowski, even though he's older, but it's just such wasted talent. Yes. At a club that just can't get out of controversy. Like, even yeah. if they play good, it doesn't matter, right? Like, it's literally just controversy after controversy. And, yeah. You know, Lewandowski, who a few years ago was probably the, one of the best strikers in the world, and now it's, like, just wasted, yeah. rotting away at Barcelona. So. He, hey, sports. Bro, what are you talking about? <laughs> no, um, yeah, it's, <laughs> still it's uh, it, it is it is funny, but you know what's not? It's it's not as funny as something else that's happened this past few weeks, Tony. You know what's been killing me this past few weeks is the saga of Andre Onana. Um, I cannot believe how this man has fallen since joining Man U. He came here and everyone said, you know what, he's going to be good. And he had a bad start, slow start to the season, really poor form. Then he comes and he goes, you know what, guys, I'm going to play against Tottenham for Man U. Then the very next day, I'm going to fly down and I'm going to play for my country, um, Cameroon, in the AFCON. And we everyone thought, you're crazy. He played for Man U, didn't do great again. <laughs> flies he gets there just in the nick of time there. and they tell him you're not playing and he f- loses his mind who the hell would want to play you you were played the day before and you're all fl- like you're, yeah. you gotta be jet lagged <laughs> you gotta be tired all that stuff. but no he wanted to play but he gets money in so then they let him play in the game two against senegal senegal had three shots on net three goals <laughs> yeah and so so then they don't play him in the final game because it's a must win uh so so they ended up winning they beat gambia 3-2 
but they barely ninety own goal in the eighty seventh minute and then ninety plus one. Exactly. Goal, like so, barely. <laughs> so right now, Andre Onana's goalie save percentage is zero because he's only played yeah. the one game and he's letting every single goal. They face Nigeria in the round of 16. If he doesn't play and he finishes with a zero and they lose that match, he'll be able to make it back in time for uh, the Man U's Cup game they have. I believe it's the FA Cup. I could be wrong. Um, he makes it back in time for that. But Man U has already said that they will be using their uh, a goalie from the academy for that game against Newport County. <laughs> so, can't even trust him against buddy, Newport. this guy just cannot catch a break. I'm not saying he deserves a break. He's been bad, but this is almost just this is just <laughs> funny now, you know? Yeah, because I mean, like you said, last year he, you know, he was vital reason why Inter made that run to the set, to the final. Uh, but even like you look at Inter, they brought it Jan Summer, and it's been. 10 times better than when they had Onana, right? Yeah. So it's, um, it's, it's, he's had a tough year. I mean, you want to talk about someone's had a tough, tough go at it this season, it is Onana. So, and then not just that, but you saw the meme with him, someone imposed uh, speed actual speed. speeds. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. at first I looked at him, like, oh, well, it's Onana. I'm like, oh, no, it's speed. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's nuts. Like the, the things that they do, you know, I mean, but he's had a bad year and it looks like it's going to keep getting worse for him. I hope he bounces back because obviously he's a man you player. I, I just don't see it, you know? Yeah. I mean, I think at this point, uh, he may need to take the route of, uh, Sancho and just jump ship because it's, uh, it's a big uh, stain on his career. Yeah, I, I, I agree. Um, before we get to top bins, trash bins, Tony, I wanted to talk to you about this post I saw. It was Scott McTominay. I think he was on a podcast and they asked him to make the perfect player. Mm -hmm. So it encompasses six things, right foot, left foot, skills, speed, football IQ, and strength. His perfect player, the strength was Lukaku. The football IQ was Pirlo. Skills, Neymar. Speed, Mbappe, right foot, Ronaldo, left foot, Messi. What is your opinion on that? Is, is he, is it a decent player? Like, did he make a good choices? Like, what do you think? It's, it's different. I mean, it's, um, I'm not sure. I, I mean, the Lukaku thing I get, but, um, I mean, yeah, I get, yeah, it's okay. I, I, I wouldn't, I don't know. It doesn't seem right, you know what I mean? Listen, if that makes because, sense. because <laughs> well, my thing is he put Pirlo in there at IQ. So what that means to tell me is that these are all their players in their prime. Yeah. So my thing is, how is it not the whole player is just half Ronaldo, half Messi? Like, okay, Neymar's skills are great. I'd still take Messi prime. Football IQ for Pirlo is unreal. I'd still take Messi's IQ. Speed Mbappe is unreal. In Ronaldo's prime, give me Ronaldo. The strength, the way Ronaldo could play in the box and things like that, give me yeah. Ronaldo over Lukaku. This should be a half Messi, half Ronaldo as the perfect player of all time. End of story. Yeah, I guess you could easily make a case like that. Right? I mean, yeah. It's tough because, like, because reality is both those players, as much as we hate it, especially with the Messi side, they are everything. Like, Messi's not the Messi's not the strength part, but everything else he has. I mean, same thing for Ronaldo, right? Like, yeah. Ronaldo literally has all that IQ yeah. strength. So, 
I mean, I guess it's just to make it that at least you separate each person and not just make it one thing like that. But yeah, I can see. I I, I kind of I agree with you with that one. Yeah, no, I just you know it's a little when I see these posts, everyone's picking so many different players. At the end of the day, anything of any player when you talk to like some like even like aerials and stuff like that, headers, Ronaldo and Messi are probably better than every other player at every aspect of the game, except if you're ta- mm-hmm. building like a defender or something like that. You know what I mean? Like yeah, okay, that stuff like that. Then it's different. But if you're talking about a perfect player that's like an attacking player, it's hard to pick. Like again, Mbappe's speed. People forget how fast Ronaldo was in his prime. <laughs> he could turn on the jets and he knew how to run like and the skills okay Neymar's skills are great but actually in game Messi would is his skills are 10 times better than Neymar when Messi was in his prime you know what I mean like it's just so hard yeah. to pick these different players when you have two guys that were just so dominant for so long yeah no I you have to I have to that's um it's true the dominance of the two and just it's yeah it super it supersedes anything that uh anything anyone else has done right because you know you can never put Pirlo in anywhere else but iq you know yeah lukaku even lukaku's strength like you're not gonna put him for anything else either right so and again if you're putting strength, the other ones you there's put, a lot of stronger players than lukaku fuck give me pepe yeah, for strength you know what i mean like, like a, even a van dyke he's a big yeah dude, right? like, lukaku should never be on any list of perfect players okay <laughs> that guy should never be on any list ever <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> unless it's like, well, like unless the perfect player, like including the Riz, because then you have Megan the Stallion for a little bit. So I was like, okay, kudos yeah. in there. Like, we'll give him that. But on actually a skill base, he shouldn't be on anyone's perfect player list. When he was young, however, when he was younger, he was good. When he was like the West Brom just before Chelsea, he was really good. Okay, he was sorry, good. After this Chelsea. is the perfect player, Tony. This isn't the who who was good when they were younger. No, well, like at, his, at his player. prime, he, at his prime, his strength would have made the perfect player. No, I disagree. <laughs> no, I, I do. I, I disagree. I still think Ronaldo would be would be still stronger. A hundred percent. Yeah, and, and it's not only just having the strength; it's knowing how to use it. You know, you could see mm-hmm. when Ronaldo's in the box, he knows how to use his strength to get over defenders, to get through defenders like that. Yeah. He knew how to use it better. So I don't know. That's that's what I think there. But you know, Tony, let's get to some top bins, trash bins before we get off track here. Uh, <laughs> let's let's get we'll, let's see what we got today. All right. So starting it off, uh, the CPL announced their uh, 2024 season schedule. And uh, Valor FC will be starting the first seven games on the road, and their first home game is until June 2nd. Um, this is due because of uh, stadium. Uh, they're changing the field in Winnipeg. Uh, but top is trash bins for CPL making Valor do seven straight games on the road. So, I mean, it's not really – I've had time to think about this. You know, TFC has had this issue before when we're having stadium renovations where we played the first seven games on the road. Mm-hmm. And – it sucks for the team because if you have a tough road stand to start, you know, you're always looking, okay, it's two games. I can go, we're going back home. We can bounce back there. They're not getting back for a while. If they lose yeah. the majority of those games on the road, by the time they get home, the season's almost done. Yeah. You know, like it's almost like, oh, there fucking goes the season already. If they don't have a good start, like, you know, home field advantage does make a big difference in, in soccer. It, it's, it's, it's a yeah, big it swing, getting the crowd behind you, everything like that. Um, sucks for them, but you know, they got to deal with it this year. I don't. I was gonna give it trash bins because I think it's bullshit. But at the same time, what else? What other options do they have? You know, if yeah. they have a team in Winnipeg, Winnipeg needs a new turf. They can only do it this time. So it is what it is. They got to play the first seven. What is it? Seven games on the road. Yeah. So they're literally gonna they're gonna run the gauntlet through every team in the league before they get their first. Uh, and hey, first home game. You know what? Winnipeg fans, I'm sure, don't want to be. When does the season start? March, April? 
Uh, April. April. I'm sure yeah, Winnipeg not, fans don't want to be outside in April, but I know I'm sure CPL fans don't want to be sitting outside of Winnipeg in April, anyways. So at least they yeah. get more summer games now. Is the <laughs> if you want to look at the bright side of something. Yeah, the part that kills me though, their longest home streak is only four games. So, um, but the other thing is just for, for me, it's why it's I think it's trash bins. It's more for the team because last year they had a horrible year, finishing dead last. And now they have to run the gauntlet on the road. So, like you said, if it doesn't go well, there's a good chance their season's done after the first seven. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how they bounce out from that. Yep. Um, the second one, uh, we're going to go to the championship in England. Uh, so, over the weekend, Southampton uh, flew to Cardiff to play Swansea. And the Swansea fans had a very interesting uh, chant for the Southampton fans. They started singing... Football's coming to Rome. Football's coming to Rome. England, you fucked it up. What? Top bins, trash bins. What? So Swansea is tech, so I know. I, Wales. Yeah, I know. Right? So you know that song how they were like, it's coming home, it's coming home. And then Bonucci, after they won, yeah. Italy won, was saying it's coming to Rome. Yeah. So Swansea was singing that song and kept saying Rome instead of home. And then they said England fucked it up at the end. Yeah, but it... <laughs> but they were playing Southampton. Yeah. Ain't nobody on British... that Southampton roster was in that fucking England <laughs> no, team that know, fucked it, it up. More, it was more to the British fans, right? Just because they're Welsh, so. So then, they, <laughs> but why? Why this game? Why haven't they been singing every fucking game that they're playing against? Nah, I know, I know, I can't. They <laughs> just decided to start doing it this weekend. <laughs> and you, and you said this was Cardiff fans? Yeah, uh, no, Swansea, what? Swansea, but they play. In they Cardiff. play in yeah, they're, they're in Wales. Okay, yeah, so again. Trash bins. I think that's a god awful chant. No one on that team was in the England squad. They're just making it to fans like, like what the fuck did Wales do that tournament? You, you know, like, yeah, know. like yeah, no, give give me a break. That is that is god awful <laughs> trash talk. That is so cringe. That's trash bins. <laughs> I like it. I'll be honest with you. Oh. It's interesting. I, you know what? That's the only one of the few good things that come out of uh, England and the UK for uh, footy wise. It is literally their chance. I love the, what the fans will do. They'll just stop at no limits. This isn't as as bad as it is, but as bad as some of them, but I liked it. <laughs> nah, not, not for me. What's the next one you got, Tone? And the final one is um, that video I sent you earlier um, with the guy doing the coach impressions. Uh, Toppins Trashman. Oh, it's funny. I'll give it Toppins. I don't get how people think of these things sometimes to do. Um, like it, it, it blows my mind sometimes, but, but it, it was, it was funny. I'll give it a top ins. I mean, this guy's yeah. making some impressions of all the managers. He did some really well. It was, it was a good video. Yeah. The last two of Pep and Ancelotti were literally perfect. Yeah. You know, Pep, Pep just sitting down after the goal and Ancelotti just standing there. Like, yeah. It was like, that was amazing. So yeah, no, I like that one as well. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, yeah, that's, uh, so that's it for top bins, trash bins for this week. Before we wrap up with, uh, I don't know something that Tony really wants to get off his chest. Let's let's go over to the little the transfers for a quick mm-hmm. second. I mean, we already brought up the Mbappe saga. Uh, how about the Benzema saga? You know, he's not seeming too happy uh, in Saudi, and now it's looking like you know Arsenal said they're interested. Chelsea has said they're interested. Man U has said they're interested. Can Benzema still perform in a top league? If the situation is good, you throw him in at Chelsea or throw him in a Man U, no. You put him at Arsenal, I can see him succeed. I think that's the best location for him and Arsenal. Yeah. I think that's a match made in heaven. Yeah. Personally, I think, you know, um, 
Arsenal need that type of goal scorer that Benzema brings if he does yeah. play how he can play. Um, I, I, I agree. I would like to see him at Man U just because, again, I'm a Man U fan. I like watching Man U, and him there would be exciting. Um, and maybe my boy Hoyland could learn something. <laughs> but the worst, the worst possible one is the rumor I heard back to Leon. I think that would be horrible for him. That's boring. That team, that team is in not just boring, but it's a, it's like you're talking about a horror show of a season. Like they're, I don't even know if they're out of the relegation zone yet, because uh, they were in the relegation zone for a majority of the season. Um, so they are now, yeah. So they're sixty. They're in the relegation playoff right now. Yeah, four, it, four, and ten. And like it, that's not a situation you want to go to. No, but maybe he thinks like him. maybe he thinks like he can bring it back. You know what I mean? Yeah, but French soccer is so toxic. I mean, if he's had a tough time in Saudi Arabia where he's a king, I don't think he's gonna do well. Yeah, <laughs> with Leon, you know what I mean. So, um, but yeah, it's. I mean, it is surprising how many players just want to get out of Saudi Arabia now after all that. Uh, after all that money that was spent. Yeah, I know, right? You see people getting saying like, uh, "What did they think was gonna happen?" Is what I want to know. You know, you're getting paid. This I'm much- shocked. The Benzema one is shocking because obviously he's Muslim and he, you know, he's um. How do you say he was? I feel like he was very proud to play in a country like that. Yeah, and to see it last so like the the Firminos, the Jordan Hendersons. I'm not surprised by that one, especially Henderson. I'm not surprised he only lasted six months. So. Yeah, I am a little bit because he was with his. He was with them. Uh, what's his face there? Oh, Steven Gerrard. Yeah, was the coach. Yeah, is he still the coach there? Uh, I don't follow it as much yeah, as I me, should. Me but either, I but <laughs> I think he is too. Yeah, so that's what surprised me yeah. because you know Liverpool buddies. Uh, having some fun there but yeah it's 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 not that surprising but and now you see teams like the reason benzema is so hard to get is because no one can afford his his salary if they want to get him on loan Henderson's right? playing for free technically for ix that's what i'm saying like yeah. it's it's uh it's kind of crazy when you look at it from that from that sense but mm-hmm. uh it's i don't know i don't know if we'll see an end to this i don't think we'll see a benzema move but you never know no yeah Hopefully TFC make a make a nice offer. Mom, I'm really That'd hoping. Be beautiful. I'm, I'm hoping for Jesse Lingard. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he'd be he'd good in TFC. Man. He, he'd be. Hey, Where would you play Insin- him? Insignia. How's the weather? Isn't it? <laughs> Dude, I would pay to see Insignia's reaction when he sees Jesse Lingard do something like one of his dances or something I, like that. You know, I, I, so I, I was talking uh, that Manchester slang. Insignia can barely understand English now. Then you got a guy speaking slang, like the dialect of Manchester. <laughs> What's it? No, Scouse is the Liverpool one. Sorry. Yeah. Um. But yeah. No. I yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I would, I would really like to see Benzema with Arsenal. I think he could help them win that title. I think he would be, you know, gets gets Gabriel Jesus off the off the field. So. Yeah, I I agree, but you know we got a lot more uh, transfers to talk about when we're back next Thursday, uh, because the transfer window closes. Nah, a week today we were recording on Wednesday, so by the time you hear us next Thursday, we'll be able to give you all the final deadline deals, everything that happened. Maybe do a little bit of a transfer, a transfer recap of everything, a little transfer show, kind of like how they do on. Uh, TSN for the Canadian fans for like the free for hockey's free agent period and things like that. We'll kind of do one for the transfer mm-hmm. window next week. So make sure you tune into that third next Thursday at footy LG on Spotify, Apple music, and also catch us on Instagram and TikTok as well. Tony, before we end, uh, I know mm-hmm. one of your boys made some comments to the press this past weekend. Uh, Oshaman, he doesn't seem to be, uh, you know, having that great of a season. What's going on with him? You know, it's 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 frustrating because, like, to start off, I 
the way for me, I will always, you know, there's very few athletes um, for me that play on my favorite teams that if they left, I would uh, still support them. And Oshiman is on that list. Um, the way Maradona is for my dad as a fan is how Oshiman will be for me. Like, he'll always be one of the best for me because of what he did last season. But it's now gotten to the point that I'm getting not tired of it, but I think we're seeing a lot of just the youngness, how young Oshiman is right now. I think he's got, he's got to be a little bit more mature with it. Obviously, uh, what I'm talking about is um, uh, yesterday or the day before, he uh, had an interview with, um, I think it was CBS Golasso. And uh, he pretty much said that he has in mind what he wants to do next. And he's already made a decision. And uh, pretty much what he was talking about before was just the Premier League and how he wants to go there. So um, for me, it's crazy because I get what he's doing. He's doing the whole, like, make yourself look good. I, you know, put your name out there. But right now is not the best time simply because, one, you just re-signed with Napoli later two weeks ago. Uh, about a month ago. Uh, less than a week ago, you called out Carver Scalia's agent because he said all you're in for is your big money move to Saudi Arabia. And then, you know, you're not playing great at the African Cup of Nations either. So to me, it's just really bad timing on his part because, I mean, if this happened five months ago where we're in the middle of August, the season's just about to start, and he started saying, you know, like, I want to make my move, you know, try and get his name out there. Then you know what? All to him because he's coming off one of the best seasons ever as from a striker in Italy, right? Yeah. But you look at what he's done this season with Napoli. It's not his fault that they're horrible. I think everyone's had a championship hangover. But reality is he hasn't been close to his form last season. The African Cup of Nations, that opening game, yeah, he scored. But other than that goal, he was being bodied by a third division player from Belgium who was playing center back. Yeah. And he, the guy was dominating Oshiman, which is a very bad look on the guy. Now you have a price tag of $100 million to buy out clause on your contract with Napoli just signed, and you're not performing. It's not looking good for him to, at this moment, I think. I think it's, that's where your maturity level comes in because you have to read the scene. You have to read the room. And the other thing that worries me is obviously the rumors that Mourinho may be joining Napoli. They're supposedly they're going to have meetings. It's, it's, he wants to stay in Italy. But if Oshiman is doing this and Marino does come in, Marino's the, the type of coach to say, buddy, you want to leave, leave now. I mean, we saw yep. what Marino did with Inter Milan when he came in and Z- Ibrahimovic was being an idiot, didn't want to play there anymore. What did he do? He flipped it for Samuel Eto'o, bought Melito, Schneider, and Thiago Mota with the rest of the money and won the treble. So you have an opportunity and, and right now. Champions, I think this, Champions League, yeah. And won the Champions League, yeah. So you have this opportunity now as an Oshiman. It's like, dude, you potentially could be getting this world-class coach who's on this revenge tour more than likely. Dude, that's why he wants to go to Napoli. He wants to stick it to Roma, you know, who's already been talking amazing about you. And then you're coming out and saying you already made your decision where you're going to go next year without actually saying you want to leave. Yeah. You know, it just, it's, just, it's just that maturity. You know, he's young. He's 23 years old. He just doesn't see what he you – know, he has so much potential. But I think that interview alone with the way he's playing this past few months – does not help him at all. And that's where I feel for him. Because, yeah, he is good enough to play in the Prem. He is good enough to play with Real Madrid. But nobody's going to spend $120 million on a striker that isn't in form. You know what I mean? So. Yeah, it's 
It, it's true, you know, these people... Why would he have just not signed a new contract and tried to force a move out if that was his plan? Yeah, because you know? now it's now it's like, you've got to spend the money, right? Yeah. If you want it. So he, he's not just going to leave. Like, Napoli's not going to let him go for nothing. Right? No, exactly. So it's it's just it's just a shame because he's he's such a good talent. He's such a good player. Like just having yeah. a bad season, yeah. you know. But it's like, like I don't know. It's it just it sucks to see because there's so much potential and he's just you know he's holding himself back with this. So yeah, it's too bad. You know, especially when it's a player you like so much, seeing him like this. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's it's not a great time to be a a favorite of Tony's right now. You know, with Oshman doing this, Lorenzo <laughs> and Senya being. Uh, doing what he's been doing for TFC, so it's not a good time to be a to be someone well, that's a big fan not, of. Not for nothing. At least I'll say this: at least publicly, Insignia's never said he wanted to leave. No, he just plays like publicly. shit on the field. Yeah, but <laughs> or doesn't what? play a game because he's sick. <laughs> but it still has the thing where he's, he hasn't publicly said he doesn't want to be here. Yeah, yeah. Beyond like Bernadeschi and some other players, right? But he, he, I just, you know, it just. Like the part that kills me is that he, Yoshiman, just before the like, I was hoping the African Cup of Nations, he was just going to go off. He was yeah. going to dominate the tournament, get that confidence back, come back, and just light up the league, right? That's what I was hoping. Yeah. But to come out in the beginning of the tournament, the eve before your first game, and start calling out your teammates' agent, and then going off about a week and a half later, literally saying what that guy said is <laughs> yeah, true. You know what I mean? Like, it's. It's just the maturity. He's just a young guy, and it's a shame because, because he like for me like if he ever left, I would always cheer for him. I'd always hope for the best for him. But the shame that he, you know, there's a lot right now. Napoli's in a weird spot that there's potential to turn around. But you know, you like I said, you get a guy like Mourinho come in. He's not going to take kindly to that. No, he won't. There will be some fireworks yeah. there for sure. So that'll be an interesting story to kind of see how it pans out the rest of the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know what? I think that's it for us today, guys. Thank you for tuning in. Make sure you're here next Thursday. Like I said, we're going to be going all over transfer deadline day, what happened, who went where, um, and all that fun stuff. So make sure you're back here next Thursday. As for today, thank you for listening guys. Have a great rest of your week. We'll see you next Thursday.